Hey guys! Hi! Welcome to Hello Next Level, a personal development podcast to help you navigate uncomfortable times and uplevel your life through personal development, mindset tips, and self-discovery. We are your hosts, Taylor and Kirsten, and we're here to help you uncover your highest potential, support you, and create a community of like-minded, badass girl pals. Hey guys! Hey! (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back to another episode of Hello Next Level. Um, This is is different today because we are live with each other, (laughs) and I don't know... I don't think we've recorded a single episode Mm-mm. literally with each other because we've never had like microphones to do that. Like, <laughs> we, oh, we well, we do now, yeah. I mean, we do, yeah, for recording purposes. But we've never actually like. Been it's in not the like same we're in a room. studio and we're just like talking to each other across the table. It's always like it feels like a FaceTime, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, because we're always on Zoom. Yeah, and so. now your face is in. My face. <laughs> exactly. Like, literally, I mean, we can cut this if we want to, but this is a fake microphone um, that I'm holding in my hands. It's our feeling stick. It's so our feeling stick. So that we can stick. pass it back and forth. Yeah. Because we have these little minis attached to us. Yes. We're looking you can't see mine. really cool today. <laughs> we have these little minis. Yeah. But, yeah, so here we are. We are talking today about inner child work and inner child healing and I feel like this is going to be a really triggering episode but I'm excited about it yeah so trigger warning trigger warning yeah would you like to hold the feeling stick by the way yeah so (laughs) it's like I'm actually talking into it I know basically we're discussing how to do inner child healing which both of us um Also, if you hear something, there's definitely a dog in the background, um, but we're dog-sitting. four-month-old puppy. Yeah. So cute. Okay. We'll see. Well, Simba is joining us today to discuss how to heal your inner child, which both Taylor and I feel like we could use some extra work on. It's something that we've kind of worked on in an indirect way, Mm -hmm. working on our thoughts and our emotions, regulating our emotions, becoming more emotionally intelligent. But at least for me specifically, I haven't directly addressed it as working on my inner child. Mm -hmm. Well, I think like it's something, oh, feeling stick. I feel like it's something that just like we've said in so many other scenarios that we worked on it without realizing we've been working on it because we didn't have like a phrase or I guess a definition to Mm -hmm. it almost so and I will mention like I have tried like an inner child course before it was like in the heat of the pandemic basically and I feel like I was like way too emotionally unregulated Mm. and I was definitely (laughs) not able to finish the entire thing but um I might go back to it actually after this episode and just like see what comes of it because I have it it's one of those like buy once and you always have it kind of things so maybe I can share it with you we can do it together that would be fun because I think inner child work is more it's the deepest layers of stuff so I think it's good that we've kind of started with not surface level healing but just less emotional because I feel like it's probably a lot more difficult and can bring up a lot mm, a lot more emotions than I don't know 
other things. Yeah. But I think it's probably the most powerful and the most helpful to do. Yeah. Which now, okay, talking about this now, I'm like, okay, yes, I'm ready to dig <laughs> in. <laughs> I know. And I like can already feel like there's so much, uh, so much to like dig up. And I, I have a disclaimer, actually, which I feel like we said this in a previous episode, but I think everyone could benefit from healing their inner child or mm -hmm. working with their inner child, even if you feel like your childhood was great and you, you're, you don't have any specific trauma that you're like, oh, that really ruined me mm -hmm. because I think all of us could use a little extra self-parenting, no matter how good your childhood appears on like a surface level. Yeah. Even if your parents quote unquote gave you everything you needed. Yeah. Maybe they didn't fully and maybe you could use a little boost. I feel like it's helpful too to like think about because if you try to think about all of the things you learned as a child or like the reasons that you believe certain things or that you like or dislike certain things or the way you think about things like there's so so many different parts of you like you probably couldn't trace them all back but mm -hmm. you know sometimes there's something like well why do you think that way about that thing and you're like i don't i don't know actually did like, you consciously choose to think that way about something or did you learn that from a parent or mm -hmm. someone in your childhood or did you learn that from a scenario that happened or a situation that you were put in or something like that exactly like, you don't really know until you get challenged by it but a lot of the time people either aren't challenged or don't challenge themselves about things like that so mm -hmm. you just accept what you believe as truth and you don't question yourself mm -hmm. because that's the behavior you've learned yeah which is kind of scary because mm -hmm. then you if once you start doing this then you can kind of think is anything that i think or believe to be true actually true or did i decide to do that based off someone else's beliefs mm -hmm. that may or may not be serving me exactly I completely agree with you, um, but before we get super, super deep into it, I want to ask you about your check-in because, ta-da, we're together. Together <laughs> we're again. Oh, I can't, I feel like I need to use this. Okay. Um, You're back. I'm back in Florida, mm -hmm. everyone. I, yeah, this is the first episode where I'm back. Mm -hmm. Last episode, I was in Oregon. I had a great time, time of my life time of my life it was super fun <laughs> my friends got married i i don't know i just had a lot of fun now i'm back in florida with taylor and things are things are great <laughs> things are great um i don't really have a lot of updates i'm just trying to get back into the flow of my life mm -hmm. and back to the gym back to work back to the podcast because i have been dropping the ball <laughs> so much i'm sure all of you guys have seen that <laughs> or maybe not maybe they didn't notice i don't know i'm sure they noticed you are missed well, thanks guys <laughs> did you miss me okay well we're back yes i'm back we're back in action things are gonna get flowing again we mm -hmm. have some exciting things coming especially in the next six five four three months i don't know yeah a few months four or five yeah yeah we really need to get on that i know but i don't have too much of a check-in oh yesterday we went and saw britney spears <laughs> fake britney spears we saw fake britney spears which was really cool yeah but i don't have a lot of updates yeah so what are yours um yesterday was super fun we went out and um 
We went out to a few bars, like one was a rooftop bar, which was really fun, like mm. got some drinks and snacks and stuff. And then ended up going to a different bar to try to find dancing. And we found a Britney Spears cover band. And it was <laughs> the most amazing thing ever. So fun. And we didn't get on stage because it was a shorter concert than we thought. And I'm we thought we had more time. That. Yeah, me too. But it's okay. It was super fun. And like, I think those are my favorite kind of nights where you just like kind of don't really care hey. or mind where you go. Went and did salsa for yeah. a little bit. That was and nice. Then after that, there's like an underground, not underground, that makes it sound like it's a secret, <laughs> but like there's like a basement area of a restaurant. Mm -hmm. um, and they do like live salsa music and stuff. So we went and Juliano taught Kirsten how to dance salsa or, well, I guess it was merengue and bachata is what he said. So, mm -hmm. um, that was super fun and I love salsa dancing. So that was fun. I'm glad you, he was able to teach you. It was super awesome. Yeah. yeah. But now, um, today, like you guys saw or heard, um, we are watching a little puppy named Simba and he's been super cute and riled up all day long. And I don't think I really have anything else. I'm just happy you're here. Yeah. It's we been, don't have a lot of updates, but it's been a minute. <laughs> yeah. It's been a long time. Yeah. It flew by though. Mm -hmm. Now that we're back together, it has. Yeah. <laughs> we had so much going on. Yeah. But well, I mean, also at the same time, sometimes it doesn't feel like that long because we talk on Marco Polo like every day mm -hmm. like besides when you were in Oregon like for and like busy with wedding stuff and all that like we basically talk yeah. every day anyway yeah when I was in Delaware literally every day <laughs> when I even when I was in Oregon I'm like this is weird that I'm not talking to you every single day it was like three day. or four Marco Polos a day <laughs> we're obsessed it's fine it's fine but back to the inner child stuff I was thinking about it and I'm pretty sure we mentioned like either last episode or a few episodes ago that we were literally going to go back to our hometown and just like cry about our childhoods and like let all of our emotions out. So clearly we have some work to do about our inner child. We weren't even thinking about this episode, but yeah, because I can't, I can't imagine myself going back to our hometown and not having a mental breakdown. I think I said that in the last episode, mm -hmm. right? went to visit my brother and I, I, I just quickly left and then cried in the car. Yeah. And I don't, like, clearly there's something there. Yeah. Something Even if you can't, up. like, pin it down, there's, like, something. Exactly. <sighs> we need to go back there. <laughs> so but we're here to help you guys yeah. unpack your inner child. So basically we're going to talk ourselves and talk you guys through this. And then hopefully after this episode, we all can step up and start the work mm -hmm. and okay so I guess to start like I mean you can kind of piece it together from what we've already talked about but like your the inner child that we're referring to is basically like the like inner voice that you have kind of like the younger self that almost you like imagine when you're I don't know when you're like accomplishing things in your adult life or you're mm -hmm. like looking forward to things farther in, in your life it's kind of like the nostalgia you feel I guess that that's kind of how I see it like the n nostalgia you feel um when you think about how like awesome those things are and like how you want to just like tell your childhood self mm -hmm. um and I don't know I or I that, just like love that notion I also think of it as that like deep-seated part of you that 
is easily triggered or hurt by things that, mm. you, that you don't expect. Mm-hmm. Like say you're having a conversation with someone and they say something and maybe they intended or didn't intend to hurt you and for some reason you have an extreme emotional reaction to it in mm-hmm. one way or another. I feel like that is an indicator of kind of like your inner child or just learned behaviors from your childhood bubbling yeah. up and you're having an emotional response from it yeah which is which in at least my case and I feel like most cases not the healthiest response yeah yeah that's definitely happened to me before like I feel like I've had emotions I didn't expect about both of my parents like just in situations like I guess once I was an adult myself and like I was going through things with my parents or like I don't know, helping them with situations or whatever, I just, there would be times when I would have, like, like reactions that I didn't expect, mm-hmm. and I don't know, I, like, I would have to definitely sit down and, like, try to piece those together to figure out why those emotions came up, but, like, for instance, like, I, I guess when I was, like, younger than I am now, like, in my late teens, I would still get, like, a little bit of jealousy when like my dad had like a new girlfriend or something mm-hmm. it was just like very triggering for me because I was like I was the only girl mm-hmm. um so like things like that came up and I don't know it's just interesting how like things like that come up with your parents you just don't I, really expect it I agree and like for example a couple years ago my mom and I we had a very normal relationship like I didn't have any I guess beef with her at the time and she came to visit me and we were driving in the car and we were talking about something and she said something to me (laughs) that I didn't think would bother me but Mm -hmm. I I was driving and she was in the car with me and she said it and I lost it I started screaming at her and I'm not normally the type of person who just starts screaming Mm -mm. at someone no and crying sobbing screaming just totally like all these emotions came out and I was like I'm so sick of you saying like and she was looking at me in complete shock because she was like where I she's like I didn't know you felt this way and I was like I didn't either like oh my just God. completely it just came out just completely lost it yeah and <laughs> I mean we're we're fine now and like if we discussed it after the fact yeah yeah but I was like I honestly didn't know like it was like a bomb went off inside of me as soon as she said those words it was like all of these emotions just came gushing out of me that I guess I had just packed away in a neat little sack somewhere and forgotten about and then she just yeah oh my gosh and like I don't that's why I feel like doing this inner child work is important because I I don't want to have things like that like Mm -hmm. I want to be able to be responsive and not reactive like yeah. we've talked and talked mm-hmm. about in previous episodes so a big part of that is digging through all the gunk and like working through all of that so that I don't have these random triggers that yeah. sneak up on me mm-hmm. yeah that's a great episode plug like the responsive versus reactive one um I feel like that episode pertains to so many things too like it c- can connect to probably so many different parts of healing that you can do like mm-hmm. there's like inner child healing and like 
I don't know, I know there's like chakra healing and just like all that kind of stuff. I feel like it can point to so many different parts of your life. Um, but I kind of want to break down like ways, I wrote down a few ways that you can know like if you need like inner child healing because just like you said, like there's sometimes where people can just be like, oh, I feel fine. Like, you know, I react this way because I react this way or I feel this way because I do, mm-hmm. like whatever. Um, when in reality, sometimes it can, you know, be triggering because of something like in the past or whatever. So basically what I wrote down or what I found, um, I'm pretty sure it was on like psychology today as it usually is. But um, to figure out if you need healing, you can kind of look at if you're a highly reactive person, which (laughs) I think we're both guilty of, at least in some aspects. I'm highly reactive, like, I guess, I can't say emotionally because that's too broad. Like, um, my negative feelings are very reactive. Mm -hmm. Like, if I feel guilt or if I feel sadness or if I feel embarrassment, embarrassment is like, Oh, yeah. One of the biggest reactive ones for me, like the reactive feelings. And I don't know. Do you mean like you, because for me, I I don't necessarily like have a reaction. Like I might just feel them, the emotions very deeply and then not, I'll kind of go into a shell. Aside from the point that I just made where I lost my shit (laughs) on my mom. Yeah. But normally it's just like sometimes. Internally reactive. Yeah. Like sometimes I'm like oh, I think I feel emotions more than the average person, which mm-hmm. I probably don't. Yeah. It just feels that way to you. You're yeah. like, how could anyone else live with such intense <laughs> no emotions? No one else feels the way that I feel. <laughs> and it feels impossible. But mm-hmm. I agree with you. I think it's mostly internal. I think mm-hmm. the only external reaction that I get that's like really sensitive is like, I feel my emo- emotions like physically, like mm-hmm. especially the negative ones. If I feel guilt, like or sadness or frustration or anything like I'm immediately nauseous or I have a headache Mm -hmm. or like I feel tired like it's just it manifests physically which fucking sucks (laughs) and then you're just you're debilitated debilitated (laughs) wow debilitated for the rest of the day or however long your emotions are yeah yeah that's like the worst one Mm -hmm. out there the other one is overvaluing independence which I hadn't thought of being a big deal until I read it in conjunction with inner child work. Because I think overvaluing my independence has definitely gotten me in some trouble. Like, I bet my credit score would be better if I didn't overvalue my own dependence. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. It's like, it's a, I feel like that's a safety mechanism mm-hmm. or like to protect yourself. Like you don't want anything, like the whole like, if you want it done right, you have to do it yourself kind of thing. Yeah, like, that's or, what that feels like. Or you just don't want to rely on other people because you're afraid that they're going to leave you. So you just... Like, oh, my God. I'm like, it's only me all the time. Don't help me. Don't look at me. Don't think about me. Don't give me things. Mm-hmm. Like, accepting gifts. Accepting... Especially when it's, like, a random thing. Yeah. Compliments, even. Oh, I don't know how to take uh, a compliment. Mm-mm. I don't either. I've gotten better at it, I think. I was actually talking to Michaela the other day, and it was more in reference to linguistics. She was talking about how, like, the older generation tends to, you know, when you say, like, 
when someone says thank you and you just say no problem or like no worries mm -hmm. or something like that instead of you're welcome yeah it's like the older generations tend to hate that because it's not proper but our generation generally says like no worries or whatever because like we don't like taking responsibility like even for good things like even for like I guess appreciation we can yeah. handle appreciation for some reason probably inner child work yeah and also it's because I feel like I'm like don't like I it's almost like I think the person who is thanking me for it feels I don't even know how to describe it but like I don't want them to feel bad yeah for me help like it's accepting like, my help with something yeah I want them to know that I wanted to do that it's like you're welcome feels like too aggressive like you're welcome is like I yeah. just did this because you asked me to not because I wanted to like you're welcome you should say thank you <laughs> but then on the other hand if you say no worries or no problem or whatever you're like throwing yourself under the bus kind of because then it's almost like an open invitation like ask me again ask me to help you yeah. like whatever you're so like then people pleaser mode where you're just like take the skin off my back I'll do anything yeah. for you no matter what it does to me mm-hmm we're a mess. <laughs> Piecing this shit together right now, people, okay? Uh, that was only point two. Okay. <laughs> um, the other one is destructive coping, which I think has only recently hit me when COVID happened and I had my, like, complete meltdown. Mm -hmm. um, I can't, like, I'm sure I could find other forms of destructive coping. Like, like when I, when I was younger younger like I had to get my feelings out somewhere so a journal was my somewhere and I just blasted that thing with like anger like just all this anger like towards people that I just disliked and, and it, you'd just be like I hate Sally Sally is such a it, bitch yeah I, I'm not gonna like toss out names because I don't want to like be that person and I don't even I have those I, I don't know I know some names <laughs> I think you do yeah but Anyway, um, that was like probably destructive coping. I I don't think it's destructive. You don't think so? No, because I think I guess it's it, only destructive if someone reads it. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> um, because it's not hurting you. It's helping yeah. you process and look at like once you write something down on a page, it helps you better understand your emotion and also release it from your body. So I think it's constructive for you to do that yeah. as long as you're not like mailing it as a letter to the person and you know yeah that's fair and because, like destroying their life because your your feelings are validated no matter how harsh they are or how that's true how hurtful they could be to someone else as long as you're not you're making me feel better <laughs> sending me a letter like fuck you bitch oh. I Get hated, out of my life I hated your hair today okay it was offensive <laughs> But I think destructive coping mechanisms. I uh, mean, drinking, drinking, college, white claws. <laughs> oh, <dang. laughs> sometimes it's fun. Sometimes it's necessary, but not as a coping mechanisms. Mechanisms, mechanism. Um, you know, I, the classic drugs, alcohol, but on a different level. Mm -hmm. Codependency. Mm -hmm. um, anger. Ang uh, expressing anger in unhealthy ways yeah like yelling at people getting into fights physically like, hurting like people that. physically hurting yourself L I mean, lashing out at people you, yeah. guys, you guys can figure out what is 
unhealthy. Yeah, but, like I'm trying to think of some of the sneaky unhealthy coping mechanisms. I think codependency is one of the big ones. I feel like one that we don't think about because it feels so small, like, you know how people are like, I don't understand. Why do I listen to sad Taylor Swift songs when I'm already sad? Are you looking at me? <laughs> Are you looking at me? <laughs> no, but like that's, I feel like if it gets to too intense of a point or it's like where you're constantly sad because you're constantly listening or to sad music or watching sad movies or like, because I, I, I get like sometimes you can do that and it gets the feelings out and then you're, and then you can move on. But I feel like if you almost dive deeper into it or if you're feeding your emotions because yeah. what's that saying it's like uh feeling or i don't know how accurate this is because i'm just repeating it from someone else okay a feeling only lasts like 90 seconds yes okay yeah and then from there like you if you fully feel the intensity of that emotion and let it let it go that's how long it lasts but then we tend to feed it with our thoughts mm -hmm. which music plays a big part in that because yeah. you hear lyrics you think thoughts feelings mm -hmm. are tied to different lyrics different songs different yeah. melodies so as long as you're using it as a way to process mm -hmm. your emotions and get it out and not like feed it and yeah. and keep this spiral going of i'm sad because there comes a certain point where you you have to start trying to dig yourself out of the trench mm -hmm. yeah I feel like I want to mention too that there's like obviously a lot more intense and um, life-altering destructive coping mechanisms that mm -hmm. can be mentioned but just like we say all the time like we don't have really personal experience with those um, so we're not going to like really talk about those because we would want to give them justice if we talked about them before and obviously give everyone a trigger warning. Um, but we do like understand that those are like a thing. So the next one was, this one's kind of like self-explanatory given our podcast, but like poor emotional and mental health. You know, I feel like that's kind of where we realized we probably needed some inner child work done. Like not, not that, I would say we have bad emotional health or mental health, but mm -hmm. like we know that we have pieces we need to work on. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes it's the whole package that you need to work on. And so it's like more of an in-depth, like maybe talk about inner child with a therapist kind of thing. Yeah. Which I really want to do now. I don't really want to talk to my therapist about inner child stuff. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like we deal with that in a smaller way. At least that's how I feel. I'm not sure how you feel. Yeah, I think it's like those things have come up for me at different periods in my life, but it's never been like overwhelming. Yeah, completely overwhelming. Yeah. So, and I know some people really struggle with that. Mm -hmm. So, if if you're someone who does, I like before even trying this on your own, which is something that I feel like I would do. Yeah. I would say go to a therapist first. Yeah. I think that's super important. Um, I think it's important to hear what other people, like, what other people have to say, you know, like mm -hmm. someone who doesn't know you and like, just like a third party. Like I know mm -hmm. people talk about like a third party with like couples counseling and single counseling and all that stuff. But, um, 
it is interesting in like this particular way and I mean it is kind of like more clinical and it could be a little generalized but it also might not be ways that you've thought of before because you're so like in your head emotionally or mentally yeah. or something like that so it's I think it's good to get that like opinion you know what I yeah. mean and I think everyone can benefit from it mm -hmm. at least a little bit yeah and worst case scenario you try it and you don't like it mm -hmm. and it's not for you we need to get one of those therapy apps to like sponsor us that would be cool like headspace or <gasps> yeah. better help or something we yeah should. but we can get like discounts for you guys let us know if you have hookups um okay so the last thing to kind of look at if you are in need of healing is repeating patterns in relationships which <laughs> as she's saying that she's staring deep into my soul <laughs> i'm well i can't stare at myself so i'm gonna stare at you <laughs> but um yeah that kind of that kind of stung writing that down a little bit it i was thinking about this the other day about how it's funny that I mean it's not funny <laughs> this is not funny but a lot of the times in relationships we're always looking for the next relationship thinking it's gonna be so much better it's gonna be so much healthier and happier because we're not with this person because either we think to ourselves oh you know it's their fault or I just have bad luck I have bad taste blah blah mm -hmm. blah but we never take a second to look at ourselves because chances are you're the reason this pattern is continuing. Not that it's okay that thing, like bad relationships are happening or that you're struggling with relationships, but it's also important to realize that if you don't work on changing yourself, you're just, you're gonna get into another relationship that's very similar. Mm -hmm. Or, I mean, I don't know, yeah. I mean, I feel like people look at it and they're like, well, I'd rather, I'd rather be with someone than be by myself. Mm -hmm. And that is, first of all, that's a destructive coping mechanism. So just point that out. <laughs> um, but it's really just like the fear of looking inward mm -hmm. and like you, figuring out. It's easier if it's the other person. Yeah. It's easier if you can just find someone who's going to fix everything and make everything better and make you happy. Mm -hmm. But in reality, you need to figure out your own issues first and mm -hmm. make yourself happy before before you can even attract a healthy relationship you have to be healthy yeah and it doesn't mean that like you have to be a perfect person before yeah. you can get into a relationship because sometimes like there are things that are easier to work out with a partner but like if it's debilitating because mm -hmm. we like that word today <laughs> um like it needs to be something that you fix mm -hmm. like for yourself before you I like I'm trying to like word it so it doesn't sound harsh too because yeah. I don't want to say like you, you know can don't grow. have baggage before you get in a relationship because yeah. it just happens that way and hopefully you get into a relationship with someone who is kind of on the same same wavelength as you as in they want to work on this stuff too and yeah they, and they encourage you to work on yeah, you encourage each other to work on your you guys separately and together in a relationship and that each of you are self-aware enough to know that you have things to work on mm -hmm. and that there is room to grow and so I think it's important to get to that place at least before just diving into relationships and and then placing the blame on everybody else and thinking that 
oh, I just have bad luck. That's why I've had seven terrible relationships. Mm-hmm. It's not me. I just, I just have bad luck and I just pick the wrong, the wrong guy or the wrong woman or the wrong person. Mm-hmm. Well, that's kind of like that, like full disclosure, relationships was like the thing that we talked about in my first therapy appointment. And mm-hmm. I did not expect that because in my head I was going in there for like family stuff. Mm-hmm. But then she like, it was literally like she asked me like three or four questions about family stuff or like how I was feeling or why I was there or whatever. And then all of a sudden we were back to like the relationships I've been in. And it's not that any of them were similar, like I was picking similar people. It was like similar sabotage almost. Mm-hmm. Like I, I mean some, I mean I'm not putting all of the blame on myself. Like I'm not trying to like bash myself either, but like it was just a similar pattern mm-hmm. and it was kind of I mean it pointed back again full disclosure it pointed back to like my people pleasing tendencies but sometimes it's just like that easy you just have to like know where to look for the pattern mm-hmm. and I'm not saying it's easy to fix it <laughs> at all or work on it or heal it or whatever but and it's not gonna once you start this healing process it's not gonna be a linear Thing. It's not just all up from here once you start. I think there are going to be a lot of ups and downs and some days you might feel like you're back at square one with it. Mm-hmm. Or you might think you've healed something and then you you haven't and it mm-hmm. comes back up again. And so, it, This sounds really uninviting, <laughs> but it's worth it. Yeah, well, <laughs> I was going to say too, like, I mean, after figuring out, like, the reasons or, I don't know, I guess the things that you do in your life or the way you feel in your life, like, to where you know that you need healing like I also wanted to touch on how to reconnect with your inner child aside from therapy which we'll always talk about all the time but on the lighter side (laughs) like the first thing that is an option in order to like heal or work on healing your inner child is breath work and mindfulness Um, and I think these this might be my favorite one out of all of them. I know that's a lie. The third one's my favorite one, which I'll tell you in a minute. But breath work, like, I feel like breath work is like meditation for me. Like, I need, mm-hmm. I feel like I need to be more patient with myself on it because I just, I feel like I think that there's a way you should do breath work and it's like, you just have to do what works for you, like everything else, you know? Mm-hmm. But the mindfulness, like, I wrote this down from psychology today again but it was talking about how like practicing mindfulness if you think about it in a way of like appealing to all five of your senses it almost like expands your brain and you just feel like more at peace almost or like more open at least to Mm -hmm. the healing process or just like open more to like trusting yourself or whatever it may be so you know like think about if you're someone who meditates, like, obviously it's going to be hard to visualize. I mean, if you're visualizing something, it's easy, but normally I feel like people um, meditate with their eyes closed. So you're not seeing anything physically generally, but visualization, um, what are the smells you're smelling? What you, like, what are you hearing? That kind of thing. Um, I just liked, I felt like it was easy to break it down with those five senses things. I think... Um another way would be to do some sort of like hands-on art project that's mm-hmm. kind of meditative or a puzzle like in our live Casey Jane was talking about that yeah 
but I don't know, like playing with clay or something, mm -hmm. and lighting a candle so there's a scent going, playing with clay, maybe turn on some music. Yeah. If you're not the type of person who can sit down and meditate or that's not something you enjoy, maybe mm -hmm. try something hands-on, like an art project, yeah. something like that. That was actually the second point, was like doing something creative. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, I kind of feel like I always do go back to like childish feelings almost when I try to do something like more standardly creative like mm -hmm. working with clay or painting or drawing or something like I feel like a like part of me feels like a little kid and I just want to like draw blobs and like mm -hmm. see what I can make out of them kind of thing like just mm -hmm. silly stuff so I feel like that one really works at least for me personally like sometimes I will literally tell Giuliano like I just want to go buy chalk and like yeah. draw on the sidewalk kind of thing like it's just like silly little things like that but it really takes you to a different place. Um, when I was in Oregon, we went to one of my friend's family's river house and we went tubing. Mm -hmm. And it that was so much fun because I was just literally, my abs were cramping because I was laughing so hard. <laughs> and I was like, I haven't done this since I was a kid. Yeah. I feel like you, when you're our age, like you forget to just do like fun things like that that just, you're just laughing for hours mm -hmm. and just getting thrown across the water. <laughs> like That's so much fun. So that's it could be I, something as simple as an activity like that. Yeah, that's how I feel when I go camping. I feel like very, um, like I'm tapping into my inner child. Like I wanna like climb trees and I wanna splash in the creek and I want to tube down the river with my family and I wanna play catch. Um, and like I wanna play like yard games and frisbee and stare at mm -hmm. the stars, like all that kind of stuff. It just yeah, camping taps into my inner child. <laughs> so all this inner child healing doesn't have to necessarily be the crying portion where yeah. you're really getting deep down in your emotions. Like the first step is just, I guess, to connect and get a sense of what that feels like within yourself. Because mm -hmm. it's going to be different for everybody. Yeah. So that's the fun part. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Paint, yeah. Go tubing, go camping meditate, mm -hmm. do something creative, visualize. That's the fun part. I yeah. Think. The other fun part also, which was like my favorite point to make, was collecting something. Yeah. Because I, like literally I read that and I was like, I used to do that. Like, mm -hmm. I, I don't know, I would connect like shiny agate rocks from the beach or I would like literally collect like weird shaped rocks from my driveway or... Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think of other things. I feel like I collect birthday cards at this point, like, even yeah. now. Um, I mean, it's more sentimental now than just, like, a kid thing where I won a million cards, but mm -hmm. um, I feel like I collected a lot of things. I was like, we've already mentioned this, but I was a hoarder as a kid, so. Oh, yeah, you were. <sighs> I probably I collected rocks, and there was a brief period of time where I wanted to collect snow globes, so I, like, oh, I, I had, like, that. three of them. That was just nice. Or, I don't know, like, notes that you and I would pass. Oh, I collected like, the shit out of those, yeah. So many, like, even to this day, like, if you write me a, a card or a note or something, I'm gonna keep it because I love it. Mm-hmm. Literally, I could go back to, like, my box of things I left in Oregon, because, like, with, like, with my parents and stuff. Mm-hmm. And there's... A million and one notes from like you, me, Michaela, oh, Hannah, like people, <laughs> just people in all of our classes, like, mm -hmm. and some of them don't even make sense. Like, do you remember 
when we would write notes and we would like write it wherever we wanted, but then we would put a number next to it. Yeah. So then when we kept them and reread them, we would even if the messages were scattered, we would know like which bubble to go to next. Yeah. That was so smart of us. We were so creative. Yeah. We were cool. <laughs> we were the most creative. Our outfits were the most creative. Maybe we'll have to do another throwback picture for I inner know. child. We should, we should, That's we should. One. <laughs> Okay, so we mentioned the, visu the visualization thing again, but obviously another one is like journaling, which I think we've talked about before, like that's literally all we did as kids, which mm -hmm. is like, I mean, I think I collected journals more than I wrote in them, but you definitely wrote in them. Oh yeah. You had like oh, yeah. journals and journals full of stuff all the time. I still do. Which still makes sense because you like, you write now. Yeah. Like, so that it makes sense. I love that. I feel like I sit down now to journal and I like get nervous. Really? Like I have a block. I just like, I feel like it's mental, but I just like get nervous about it. I'm like, what am I going to write now? You should just spew. That's what I do. Yeah. I'm just like do it to get, I mean, I write for many reasons, but one of them is literally to just get my emotions out on the page and make sense of what I'm even thinking. Mm -hmm. Sometimes my brain is like, too many thoughts at once. I need to put them on paper and yeah, organize them. Well, it's like the brain dump that I think Casey also mentioned yeah, on yeah, our yeah, live. Yeah. Casey's yeah. A, a, you know, she's a gem. But uh, yeah, I feel like I just need to practice like brain dumping mm -hmm. more. Even if it's just for a couple of minutes. Yeah. Then you just get into the habit of it and become more comfortable with it. Cause there was a long period of time where I stopped journaling. Yeah. Like probably during college, and sometime during college and then to when we moved to Florida, mm -hmm. I wasn't. And then once we moved mm -hmm. here and then I just had like a lot of emotions coming on, that's when I started again and I haven't, I haven't stopped since. I need to get back into it. Maybe I'll add one of those to my September goals. Yeah. Um, we also need to add a book to our to September goals, which, yeah, maybe we'll talk about at a later date, maybe not. But... Um, <laughs> Speaking of our live, though, thank you guys for coming to our live. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> Even though I was there for, like, the middle portion <laughs> of it. <laughs> it. You know, technical difficulties happen. It's fine. Yeah. Um, but I love doing those with mm -hmm. our it's audience. It's so much fun. And I, like, hope to be able to do more lives also and just mm -hmm. for other reasons that we've mentioned before. But yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I loved it though, and I'm already excited for October. October. That's crazy. We'll have Halloween goals. We'll be dressed up. <laughs> we will. Yeah, yeah. Actually, spoiler alert. We will have a episode where we dress up for you guys. So. Yeah, that'll be fun. Not in a weird way. In a Halloween way. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe in a weird way. I don't know. Maybe you a little. Know. Maybe a little weird. Okay, that's fine though. But <laughs> thank you guys for coming to our live again. I think, like, I think for me, like, after researching inner child work, like, it feels almost self-explanatory, kind of. Like, I feel like mm -hmm. now that I have, like, a phrase to it, like, inner child, inner child healing, whatever it is, it feels like some of the things that, that come to mind for me for that make more sense. Mm -hmm. I think after this, I feel like we should go and do this for ourselves and we should have a follow-up episode mm -hmm. on how things went and share some things that we Insights. learned and techniques and things because I think we talked a lot about 
about it, but we didn't give any tips on how to actually heal your inner child yeah, or what it looks like because we haven't specifically 100% done it ourselves. So mm-hmm. I think I think this would be a good one to have a follow-up episode a for. A good, like, part one episode. Yeah. We can have a part one, part two episode. We haven't done that yet. Yeah, we should do that with this. I like that so, idea. So thank you guys for listening to part one yeah. of Healing Your Inner Child. <laughs> for real. I'm excited to come back for part two now. Um, yeah. But... Yeah, I hope, like, I hope you guys will kind of come back for part two with some new insights as well. Like, mm-hmm. I think that would be kind of cool to be able to, like, hear from other people, too, because it's just, it's very individual, obviously. Like, all of our childhoods were different. Even if you have siblings, like, they're going to perceive things different than you. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I feel like since i mean therapy has been good for me for a lot of reasons but since therapy and like since this podcast my childhood doesn't feel as hard Mm -hmm. like i agree not trying to get into like a pity party kind of thing but it just feels more manageable i feel like because of the things we've learned and talked about through the podcast i agree it feels less like it's gonna eat me alive yeah or less like i need to avoid it like the plague yeah Mm -hmm. like it almost felt like a like a hole that is just waiting for me to fall into and i don't want to get near it because i'm afraid that if i fall in that hole i'll never get out of the hole again yeah but now i feel like i'm putting dirt in the hole and i'm filling the hole up <laughs> and then one day i'll be able to walk across the hole and not even realize it's there wow that was that analogy was unreal thank you for that (laughs) i feel like i was gonna say something too and i just lost it with like i was really into your little whole analogy so your whole analogy (laughs) anyway anyway okay so yeah we'll have a part two for this um tbd on that we'll figure that out but um yeah, thank you guys for listening and being here. Um, obviously, you know where to find us. Um, Hello Next Level Pod on Instagram. And just to shout it out right now, because we did this at 500 followers, like we are, I think, nine people away from 700 at this yeah. point, which is exciting. We have lots of new people. So we're definitely going to have to do a like meet your hosts kind of thing, mm-hmm. something like that, because we appreciate all the new followers and new listeners and everything and like interactions. So thank you newcomers. Thank you OG veterans. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so like I said, hello next level pod on Instagram and you can always email us hello next level pod at gmail.com because I remember this time. I'm proud. Only because I've checked our email like 7 million times today. That's good. For reasons I can't disclose yet. Anyway, anyway, um, today is Saturday, so we're recording super late, but we will, you guys will hear this tomorrow. Yeah, so happy Sunday. Yeah, happy Sunday to everyone, and we hope you have a good week. Yeah. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.